Hey, what is going on, everybody? This is Chris Vega from Team Metamorph, and you're listening to The Completed Podcast, where we talk all things MTG-related with a primary focus on competitive play. Today, I have fellow guests and team members, Brandon Scott Tanner, a.k.a. BST. Yo. And Brandon B-Money Three Stacks Smith. Yo, what's good? Yo, thank you so much for joining me today, guys. I'm really excited. So let's start it off. B-Money, how did you get into Magic, and around what year did you get into Magic? So, I started originally playing Magic when Urza Saga got released. So, 1997 was the very first time. I was playing as a kid. So, I think I was like seven or eight years old when I started playing. Not really like competitively, but like, just like buying cards and people giving me cards and stuff. Like the typical kid that goes to a card shop, you know? Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually start playing competitively or care about the game until, I guess, the tail end of Innistrad. So, um, but yeah, and then I started really getting competitive right around uh, Theros. So, wow, that's, dude. Uh, that's basically where it all started. That's a while, dude. My man's a long My man's wild, wild, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, 19... so, <laughs> 1997. That's the year I was born, dude. Was it really? Yeah, I came out wow, the room and you were playing Magic. That is oh, crazy. I feel old. No, I feel old. That is crazy. Well, so yeah. what's your most memorable MTG moment? It can be a tournament, uh, a road trip. What, what is the one thing that has just stuck out with you for years? Uh, probably, I would say the very first time I day two'd uh a gp it was probably like it was like kind of like the stars kind of aligned like we had a car of like five of us go to dallas uh for a gp and it was a legacy gp which was like way harder back in the day to even come close to day twoing uh but yeah i day twoed my first gp i think it was like 2014 2015 somewhere around there no, it was, yeah, it was right around Theros, so it was like, yeah, it was like 2016, I guess that would be, but nonetheless, um, yeah, it was, I was playing uh, Infect, actually, uh, in a GP, and I uh, I was one, one tending people uh, on turn two, and it was great. Fuck yeah, dude. That's sick. So what about you, Tanner? Good old BST, when did you get into Magic? Um, I got into Magic... In 2011, 2010, when New Phyrexia was like a brand new set, um, and M12 had just was like about to come out, uh, I got into Magic then because I bought a pack of New Phyrexia, and it had a, uh, I had a foil Elishnorn in it, and I thought that was dope. <laughs> and my buddy just like we used to play kitchen table Magic all the time. Back then, I didn't get into competitive magic until Theros, original Theros came out. Um, I used to play during Theros RTR standard. I played a five color Super Friends deck and just scrubbed on all, like, beat all the scrubs at my local store, basically. It was a great time. Fuck yeah. And yeah, uh, so, so what's your most memorable uh, MTG moment? The one thing that stuck with you for years. God. The thing that so keeps many. you up at night. There's so many. I think that the the thing that keeps me up at night, I would have to say, would be at GP Charlotte 2015. I was 7-0 playing Ad Nauseam. And... Uh, in round eight, the parents got announced, looked at my phone, I was like, oh, playing versus Patrick Dickman over at this table, and my buddy Dalton just goes, bro, don't do it. And uh, I was like, oh, it can't be that bad, I don't even know who that is. He's like, that's the guy who made Splinter Twin a deck. The one <laughs> pro tour with Splinter Twin. And I was like, Let's go. oh, that's fine. <laughs> so I pull up to my seat, and back then I used to always wear a button-up shirt and I had it, you know, like, unbuttoned down to, like, just above my belly button, you know. Got to look kind of long. Yeah, I had, like, kind of long hair, you know. 
if this dude walks up to me, <clears throat> buttoned one lower, fully opened, chiseled jaw, strictly better hair, and then just beat me to death. Like, <laughs> I played a 7th edition floral sleight of hand, and he was just like, picked it up, and he was like, wow, this is really pretty. And I was like, oh, thanks, dude, I appreciate that. Past turn, he draws for turn and goes, oh, foil future sight Tarmogoyf, and I've never been more oh, humiliated boy. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was backbreaking. Jeez, he just man. two out the shit out of me. On you. He did. That yeah. was my only loss of the day. Uh, the next round I played versus some burn player who didn't know what uh, how the deck worked. And I just, on his instep, Angel's Grace had nauseum. And uh, the quote that I heard for every round that wasn't Patrick Dickman, which was, is that nauseum really an instant? <laughs> Followed by the concession. Dude, I've seen a lot of people just cast ad nauseum for value. Like, on somebody's instep. They're just like, I'm going to draw cards. Oh, yeah. Like, Dude, if you're like at anything above four life, you're good. Yeah, you just send it. <laughs> you just send it. Sometimes, sometimes, like I used to just like would be at one life, basically dead, and just be like, you know, I feel like there's like four lands on top of my deck. I'm just gonna cast it, and just see what happens, and just like flip four cards and then stop, and then draw the Angel's Grace for turn, and just win the game on the spot. Ah, uh, the pure wow. luck game. I love it. Oh yeah, you gotta like <laughs> cojones. Yeah, That's you gotta right. have yeah, you gotta have the balls to go. The, for the look on your opponent's face when you cast ad nauseum at one life is probably just like they're probably just like okay. One hundred percent. I had one guy. Uh, I had one guy one time whenever I did it. He was just like no shot, and I was like, oh yeah, and I just deep eye contact, flipped the top card, and I was like, I'll stop at that one. Looked at, didn't even look at. It. I looked down, it was land, and I was like, all right, bet. I drew a. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, for exiting on life for turn, I was like, "Oh, sweet!" And I cast that, and then my next draw was second ad nauseum, and I won the game. Nice, like, yeah, good times, good times. All right, so so, so Vega, when, when when did you start playing? Oh, I started playing in Battle for Zendikar. So, oh my yeah, gosh, pretty, pretty, oh, god. Pretty, oh my god, pretty pretty recently. And, Make me uh, feel old. <laughs> so you know, as, as you guys know, I play a lot at uh Magnar Gaming in Goshi, Mississippi, and. Uh, I show Shout up, out. bought a deck online, you know, and uh, it's actually a buddy of mine that I used to play fighting games with. He posted a Facebook post. He's like, yeah, I just won this Magic the Gathering tournament, and I messaged him like, hey, what's Magic or whatever? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, because I, I have heard of it before, but I never really took it seriously. Um, he's like, yeah, man, I got a deck for sale if you want it. You know, I'll cut you a sick deal or whatever. And the deck was Splinter Twin. And he's like, yeah, it's a little involved, but... You know, I think you're a pretty smart kid. You should be able to handle it. So I'm like, sure, whatever. Uh, I buy the deck from him. I show up to a Wednesday night modern event. I sit down for my first round. Uh, I think I played against, I don't remember who it was. It was either Aaron Barrich or uh, John something. I don't remember. It was one of those two. And all of a sudden, I hear... Shout out to Cameron as well. I hear Cameron from the counter, and he walks over to me. He's like, hey, dude, uh, you might want to see this. And I'm like, what? And it says, Summer Bloom and Splinter Twin have been banned. <laughs> oh, no. My oh, first yeah. tournament, my deck got banned. So, oh, yeah. you know, I immediately just shell it out, and I, I bought Burn. And I, then I played Burn for a little bit. It was easier to kind of understand, too. So, you know, everything oh, happens I for remember. a reason. I remember getting the message that Splinter Twin was banned. It was, we had it was four back people in my LGS man. that played it, and we all were just like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> I much I cared much less about Splinter Twin getting banned, and more so about Summer Bloom getting banned. So, <laughs> like, like you True. have to realize, as a fucking, you know, twelfth grader, or like it was my first year of college, I'm already broke as oh, hell, God. and I already dished out all this money on this, you know, new deck just for somebody to tell me, "Hey, man." This deck got banned today, and I was just like, "Oh, bro!" Similar oh, yeah. story. Somebody at the local store where I used to be at. Well, you know, Gulf Coast But shout Ethan, out. shout out Ethan. Um, the very last day, he got all the rest of his foil sulfur falls. That fucking sulfur falls. And the sulfur falls came in the mail that day, and 
Splinter Twin got banned, and he had that was the last, the first and last day he had foil, full foil, full seventy five Splinter Twin, like OG foiled everything. I was like, oh, that's so brutal. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What was the funnest standard deck? Obviously, standard used to be way more relevant than it is now in paper specifically. What was the funnest standard deck you played in paper, like since you've been playing Magic? For me, I think it would. It, it definitely has to be Mono Black Eldrazi because I mean, Battle for Zendikar being my first set, I loved Eldrazi's right off the rip. So I, I had a ton of fun with that deck. Uh, good old, good old Bear of Silence. You know, like that card went hard. That card was bad, but it was hot. I loved it. <laughs> and then, uh, good old Blue White Flash. That deck was also very, very, very fun for me. What about you, Tanner? Okay, BST. Um, I guess the most fun deck I ever played was like kind of a BST special. Uh, <clears throat> started out playing RTR Theros with blue white no win con control, the um, the elixir deck. Mm, the old Ebon Flock special. Yeah, that deck was great, but I kept dying to uh, green white aggro. And it was really like pissing me off. And I was like, I know what kills creatures. Karanos, God of Storms. I'll just splash red. So I splashed red for Karanos, and I had some good success with that, and then I kept having some problems with my mana, and so I was like, well, one good way to fix the mana situation in standard right now is Sylvan Carrion, so I'll just be green too. And then because I was a four-color deck, I was playing a lot more Shocklands, and I started losing to Mono Red. And so then I was like, all right, I gotta beat Mono Red, playing Blood Baron of Viscopa. So I ended up playing this five-color mid-range control deck with a bunch of five drops. Uh, and my overall standard record at my LGS, back when we had like 18 people every Monday playing standard, was uh, nine months in a row completely undefeated in games. Wow. I racked up the store Jeez. credit at that place. I That's fucking, nice. It just, it, realistically, the deck would have been terrible had I like... Had I gone to my first GP back then, I would have done much worse. Um, the standard deck I had the most success with, though, as far as other tournaments, was probably Abzan midrange. Uh, with like with the cons, or no, 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 like the cons midrange version with like Seedra yeah, and mainline and cons, cons standard. I remember that was uh, a really it was a fun tournament. But I was really pissed because I had like I had an Abzan midrange list that I had made that I really liked, but my friends convinced me to change the deck a little bit. And so, you know, we went through and made whatever changes need to be made, and then we rolled up to GP Memphis. And uh I ended up going four, three, one, and then dropped. Yeah. You went to uh, that GP? Yeah. I was there too. Really? Yeah, yeah, Michael. Damn. Michael Majors won it with seventy-three of the same seventy-five that I had originally come up with. Oh wow, dude! Almost the exact same seventy-five. So I was pissed that like I changed <laughs> my deck. Oh, I was just like, Corey, you son of a bitch! I would have won this tournament. I was much worse back then, but that was also the first time I ever met Jody Keith, and that was an interesting day. Yeah, yes. I I also went to that GP, but I played Red Green Devotion. That deck was fun. That deck was super fun. When like playing, Dragon Lord, Dragon Lord Tarkov like first came out. Were you playing the version that could like had the turn two kill? Uh, are you talking about like the Burning Tree thing? Or, yeah, like, quadruple Burning Tree into uh, Nykthos, six mana Grook, minus three. You put in Zinagos. Zinagos give a Burning Tree haste, and the or no, you spend the one green you have left over to cast Aspect of the Hydra, giving the Burning Tree plus ten. And then oh, goes, no, didn't, didn't, didn't play that version. Absolutely not. Bro, uh, I didn't even play at that. I didn't I even play at that point. I, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have like the perfect set of cards. It was turn one, uh, Forest Elvish Mystic. Turn two, Nykthos, Quadruple Burning Tree. Activate Nykthos for uh, a lot. Or, no, three Burning Trees. Activate Nykthos for seven. Cast six mana Garuk. Minus three. Put a green creature from your hand into play. But instead it goes God of Rebels. Spend the green mana to give another creature. Uh, 
<laughs> plus ten. What the uh, fuck? And then Zenigos came and hastened all this power, and you. So, so what you're saying is, you need to cheat. You got to yeah, stab the no, fuck out of your deck. No, yeah, no, there's no, 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 no way you could ever do that, dude. Like, it's it, when you palm it, the seven it, cards and put them bitches on top, and you're like, "All right, let's start." Look, yeah, it it's happened. Like, it's happened before. Oh Look, my god, it's, it was technically I'm sure it's happened possible. before. It is technically possible, but the percentage of that happening is so. Oh, slender. dude, you've got like, like a 0.001 percent to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It it's there. It exists. It yeah. exists. So it happens. This, yeah. Well, while we're on the topic so, of. Uh, Oh. Well, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna send my my stand my favorite standard deck of all time. Oh yeah, yeah shit. Right, yeah, ready? go ahead. Yeah. All right. My so I'm a psychopath for thinking that this was a fun thing to do. But do you remember the day, like the day and age when you used to have the green white manifest mirrors? Oh, dude, oh, I used I, to yeah. love them. Yeah. Oh, I used to love playing them. I don't know why. Yeah, it's great. probably really really stupid and like. You really used to just beat your head into a wall every time you played oh, the matchup. Oh, one hundred percent. That's what I've heard. The, the heard green white manifest mirrors were so much fun to me. I don't know. I don't know why. I think it was just like the fact that like everybody was just dumping their whole deck on the board, and then it was like it came down to like strictly combat math, or like you having the one mirror breaker card like underneath like a morph or whatever, dude. Like, that, or manifest that literally yeah, I, um, sounds. Oh. That literally sounds like the mono green mirror in Pioneer. Where you both just oh, throw yeah. your cards, and that is it. You're stonewalled the whole game. So I played the green fe- green white manifest deck for a uh, game day event. Whenever we used to do that, <laughs> and um, I only played it because I assumed nobody else would play it because the deck was so boring, right? And uh, the one guy in the room made it to the finals against me, and top tier was closing in. Uh, 40 minutes. And so the guy was like, listen, y'all just go ahead and start. And, uh, you know, we'll give you the play mat when it's done. So they ended up staying over an extra hour because it took us an hour to finish game one. And uh, Micah was like, listen, I'm not staying here for the rest of this. I'm going to just give you two the play mat. Go home and figure it out yourselves. And so we left and went to Nukes next door <laughs> and played for a little bit. And then they closed while we were in the middle of game two. And we had Israel take a picture of the board state and follow us to my apartment to finish the game. That sounds so ridiculous. So it ended up taking, like, it ended up being, like, a four-hour match, because the guy I was playing is the slowest Magic player alive. But, uh, yeah, so I played a four-hour green-white manifest mirror for the fucking uh, play mat. I ended up winning, and the guy I played against signed it. <laughs> nice. He was like, I just want you to know I'm never going to forget this game. <laughs> Yeah, three venues to that point. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god, dude. So, to revert back, we're all going to San Diego in uh, April the 14th weekend, right? Uh, 6th through the 10th. 6th through the 11th. Yeah, something like that. 6th through the 15th, yeah. I thought it was the weekend 14th. Of the 7th. I thought it was 14th. No. no. 7th through 10th. Yeah, Stop seven the cat. Nine. Or seven, seven, seven to ninth is when that. Vegas got a rebuy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody actually looked that up because I already bought my blank tickets. It's, it's the seventh through the ninth. Okay, hundred percent. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to change that. But <laughs> wow, Kobe. Um. Oh man. So, is, is there a specific <laughs> archetype in mind that you guys are thinking you're gonna be playing? Like, do you think there to be more? I mean, standard right now is is mainly like mid range heavy. So do you so, think the meta's going to stay the same, or? Uh, it, I, I think the meta's going to shift a little bit. Um, as, like, funny enough, considering everything that I've talked about so far, uh, I'm actually, as of right now, planning on playing five-color control. That sounds not very good, but yeah, I, I'm behind it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so I'll say this. Playing, like, standard recently... I am kind of erring on the side of, like, you. if you're playing, like, re- especially recently, if you're playing, like, the Grixis Mirror, you have to, like, know the Grixis Mirror so well that you, like, you have to, like, put it yourself at an edge in that matchup specifically because it's all over the place. And, like, all the other decks, like, are just basically, I feel like, almost coin flips. But uh, I personally like playing, like, right now... I would probably try and lean towards an aggro deck just because I think that by that point, I don't know if the format will be figured out completely yet. 
Um, so what about this? How do you feel about uh, Green White Enchantress? Uh, I don't personally like it. I feel uh, like it's pretty well positioned against like the shitty mid range decks like Grixis and. Oh, probably, but then you just like don't you just hard lose to the aggro matchups though? Like, yeah, I guess it depends. And the mono black Obviously. deck, right? Mono black's pretty much out of the format for the most part. Like, it's not like yeah, as relevant as it was. It's not as popular right now. Plus, Enchantress again, like the only card that mono black has that's good against Enchantress and black decks in general, mind you, is Invoke Despair. Like, that's the only way they have to deal with, like, a hollowed moonlight or a wedding invitation. Wedding ceremony? The card. Wedding announcement? Wedding announcement. That's the a, card. Yeah, being... The best white card. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, the best white <laughs> card in standard, other than the Wandering Emperor on turn four. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm i leaning towards either five-color control or green-white enchantress, just because, like... I have a pretty solid win rate against Grixis Vampires with Enchantress, and Grixis Vampires being like the number one deck in standard right now. It I guess they just like Grixis midrange now, though. Like, I guess the much. only vampire it plays. Oh, he plays Corpse Appraiser and Blood Tithe Harvester. He plays Corpse Appraiser, but... Tenacious Underdog, uh, Blood Tithe Harvester. I assume some people are playing. I just don't. If you're gonna play five color, I just don't know if the mana is good enough in standard. That's that would be my only concern with playing a deck like that. It's like, yeah, the so, mana is just really not there. The like, problem with the mana base is that all of your lands are tapped for the most part. Yeah. So many of your lands are tapped. Like, you do play six or seven basics um, because you play four herd migration, which kind of, like, help with the aggro matchup a little bit. It gains three life. Uh, but I feel like there's a lot of really good, like, really high power cards in the deck. Is there ever a world where you, like, try and lean towards playing a bunch of toxic cards? Because, like, the, oh, you think the new, set, the new set, like, just does it? Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, so, like, <clears throat> I I love Infect a lot. Like, it's definitely my favorite deck to play in Modern. So I'll probably try to play some toxic deck for Standard at some yeah. point. Like, obviously on Arena, I'll, like... For the next, whenever it comes out in what two a week, uh, I'll be yeah, uh, like that. I'll be just like nonstop jamming, um, and I'll probably try to find a way to play toxic cards. The mm-hmm. problem is, I don't think there's enough good toxic cards. Yeah, or at least I think it's a different deck entirely than Modern Infect. Like, I think it's a little more white based. With all of the might tokens, I just don't think like Toxic that. is as good as Infect. I just I mean, no, I mean, yeah, worse. It, right? yeah, it's way worse. worse. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's strictly worse in every conceivable way. That's fair. Oh, it's no. like I think it's their way of like balancing Infect, but uh, they they kind of they were going to balance it. Infect. If they were going to balance Infect, they should have just reprinted Poisonous. Like it's a triggered ability, whereas Toxic is not. But it is. Outside of that, like, 99 times out of 100, the fact that it's a triggered ability isn't going to be relevant. So, like, they could have just put Poisonous on the cards, and it would have been the same thing. So I don't really understand why they had to go and make it a different mechanic. I guess for simplicity, because it just See, happens See, my whole thought process is maybe they're trying to make games where a player has to focus on not only their normal life total, but yeah. also their their poison so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this creature is going to yeah. hit me for five normal damage, but then I'm also going to take, you know, three poison, essentially. What I also think is crazy is that the, the interaction between, like, a card having toxic and trample. Like, you can trample over for one regular damage and still get toxic forward or, like, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, as long like as you do combat damage. Rex. Yeah, like the, the Rex card. Right? Like, it has trample. So, like, if you just trample over for a one, it still gets add toxic, you use four toxic counters for it. It's like, or four poison counters for just trampling over that one damage. True. Which is really a weird thing to me, because like, it opens up the door to like, playing random cards that give your dudes trample, that like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, guess, I, yeah. I will say that that card, the uh, the big T-Rex infect creature, is mm-hmm. super good in standard. Like, I think, I think that he's that's also bring... very good. Oh, yeah. It's I think, like card I think that's gonna bring crack. some form of green. Yeah, it's like yeah. I think that's gonna bring some form do, of green do, back do, in. Do you, get, 
Do you guys remember the the green black explore deck that played like oh, four carnage yeah. turns in the main? Like, yeah, it's it's very possible that you know the new Rex kind of plays a similar role in that in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, I imagine there will be some green deck with like topiary somber that you know plays like ramp spells. I think cultivates in standard now. Yeah, um, well, does it rotate out? Worth it. It, nothing it, rotates when this set releases. So okay, I don't okay. remember if Cultivate was M nineteen or M twenty one. I can but check. I think it's I think it's standard. And if it's standard legal, then there could totally be a deck with like Topiary Sumper, Cultivate, and like Tyrannus Rex and stuff like that. Just like a mono green ramp deck that just plays like big dudes and just chunguses its way through. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Cultivate was um, an M twenty one. So yeah, yeah. And that's also a deck that like. It, so I mean, it's it's not standard legal at the moment. Yeah, it's not standard legal anymore. I don't think. No. Yeah, um, I think it, I think everything from Midnight Hunt forward is standard until like August or something. Okay. So, um, you still have like a lot of powerful cards, like wedding announcement, things like that. Um, but I think you you still lose on like some of those really core cards that you used to have, like whenever you could play like land, the landfall decks and stuff um, with yeah. like. You know Awaken the Ancients. Yeah, or like, well, I'm saying like, uh, like more recently, like, um, right. with, it was like the, it was the, uh, like the Lovestruck Beast decks and stuff, where they used yeah. to play like, the dude with Landfall, Kazandu, whatever, Kazandu, Kazandu Mammoth. 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 Yeah, the Mammoth. Yeah. yeah, that dude. Yeah. Um, um, what about you, Vega? What are you planning on playing? I don't know yet. Right now I'm leaning towards, I, I'm really liking the way Mono Black mid-range is looking, but I also don't want to, you know, get too ahead of myself, but, you know, the fact that Mono Black has, you know, I, I, realistically, I don't even know if they would play Phyrexian Obliterator. It's just... I, I doubt it. I doubt it, too. No shot. I doubt I it, too. I think that card is not very good. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it seems like a trap, almost, because they have, like, Phyrexian Arena, and they have, like, the new edict, which is really, really good. But I think all the cards, aside from Obliterator, you could probably splash into like a different color shell. Like, like if you, I, I feel think like if you're, just, if you're, if you're gonna want to play a deck like that, you just play Grixis anyways, because you just yeah. get more support with playing Grixis. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I think a big problem with like Flurx and Obliterator is that removal spells have like leaned away from being damage based like they used to. Yeah. Like, now every removal spell just kills it or just exiles it. Yeah. Like, there's not really, like, like, lightning strike is legal, but you're not going to see as many lightning strikes as you are going to see, like, Leyland Binding or um, Touch of the Spirit Realm. That's true. Cards like that go Damn, for the throat. You're naming all these Infernal cards. Grasp. You're naming all these cards, and in my head, I'm like, this isn't modern. But it's like, wow, like, the, it goes to show just how power crap these standard sets have been lately. Oh. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. back... Like, wow. Back like, with V-Money and shit. I played like, standard, like... I'm like, yeah, wait, this is standard legal. Like, that's insane to me. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The decks that V-Money and I used to play wouldn't even stand a chance. Absolutely not. Oh, like, yeah, like, to me, an insane deck, like, when I first started playing, was, like, just got black. And, you know, that, that deck was really good. That deck was cracked. That deck was cracked. It, it was gas. But... I don't know. I actually, like, uh, Siege Rhino was playable back then. You cannot cast uh, a Siege Rhino anymore uh, and and feel good about casting Siege Rhino. Yeah, you can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is can. nostalgic. Yeah, this is sweet. Take three, I'll gain three. But you still just... Yeah. It, it just doesn't do enough. And that's crazy, because when Siege Rhino came out, everybody was like, wow, this is the most like insane magic card I think I've ever cast. And now everybody's like, eh, it's a Siege Rhino. And now you have like a one man a monkey that wins the game on the spot if it connects most of the time. It's just, it's brutal, man. Yeah, the power level of magic cards as a whole has really, like, skyrocketed a lot. Just, like, even just in the last ten years, I mean, like, yeah. Splinter Twin is, like, you know, with such a powerful deck. Like if you were to insert like the Splinter Twin seventy five that used to be played into modern right now, it would get absolutely demolished. I don't know about demolished. It's I don't know about demolished. But if you don't update, like if you just play the same seventy five 
from oh, 2016, sure. yeah. it would get crushed. Of course, yeah. yeah they're playing sure. Green yeah. instead of Counterspell. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is you don't have to play... Like, nobody plays Remand anymore, because why would you? When you now have a two-mana Counterspell that just counters, counters the spell. spell yeah. Correct. Why, why is this even a conversation? Yeah. <laughs> just because of the, the power level of, like, Oh, you're saying... Okay, I got newer you. Newer sets in general is just so high. Yeah. For sure. Modern, like... Magic was way slower back then, like, in, in the sense of, like, I remember when I, like, was, like, first started playing standard, like, competitive, I played Mono Black Midrange, or I guess Mono Black Devotion back then, even though it wasn't a Devotion deck, it was a Midrange deck. But, like, even then, like, you were casting Grey Merchant for five, and it was, like, just good enough. Like, it was just, oh, like, yeah. I, I hit you for six or whatever, and it was, like, everybody was, like, whoa, this sucks, you know? Like, this is the worst thing that could be happening in standard, and it's, like, the following season, like Theros comes out, like Born of the Gods and all these other things, and they start making the gods, and you're just like, "Well, I'm not not going to play these gods because they're super insane." And they started releasing Planeswalkers for the first time, and people were just like, "What? Why not play these guys? Because they're nuts! Like their abilities are insane! Like that's like my favorite, like probably my favorite card, Planeswalker of all time is Xenagos. Uh It's a uh, uh, God Rebel of Rebels. Of, uh, God of Rebels? No, God no that's, the, that's the Reveler. The, that's the Reveler, the Reveler, yeah. The Reveler, yes. yeah that's, you, that's my... That's because that's, that's you like the party, dude. Straight up, that's a... That's fair. It's a God of Partying, man. <laughs> that's fair. Um, no, but for as far as standard goes for, for the RC, I, I can definitely see myself playing, like, a, a ramp deck. Like, uh, like a, a really high-curved, like, ramp deck. If the support is there for it, just because like that's the style I like to play. Uh, if there's not a combo deck in the format, which there's definitely not combo decks in standard anymore. Yeah. Uh, oh, hang there on. Really ever were, but there's no have combo decks played... in standard. Hang on now. Have you ever played lands and spells? No. Yeah, it, but that's not... <laughs> there was a combo deck around for a while, right? The Goldspan deck. Oh, what? Well, yeah, it was kind and of that a deck combo was deck, pretty but good. It was like Everybody the deck was, was very that. good. That was. But they banned Auron's Epiphany, like, right yeah. when somebody, like, made the deck. So it was, like, yeah, was true. it didn't stick around for very long. <laughs> yeah, that they deck, definitely got rid of that pretty quick. It, it was just obnoxious to play against. Like, the second they played Goldspan, you were losing the game. Like, yeah, on the spot. Sure. Goldspan like, was so good. Yeah, Goldspan yeah, was pretty annoying to play against was, in general. Yeah, that card was miserable to play yeah, against. Yeah, remember when the best 5-mana 4-4 four four ever printed was Stormbreath Dragon? That card still yeah. goes hard, but <laughs> does. The, um, I'm, a, I'm a blue white player, so that card's always going to be good against me. So Vegas obviously, like, yeah. <laughs> obviously, it being standard and it being a paper tournament, do you think that's gonna? You think that's gonna try and deter more people to be there, or you think there's going to be a bigger turnout because it's a more even playing field in general? I think. Like, it's do you gonna, think like? I think it's going to deter people. To be completely honest okay. with you, uh, my whole thought process is. Uh, the, the last couple of years of standard have been, for lack of a better word, kind of ass. Like, yeah, the, there's been some fun decks here and there, but I, I haven't seen anybody say, yo, I really miss standard. Oh, I really want to go play standard FNM. Like, I, I haven't heard anybody say that in years. And it, it could yes. be just because our circle is mainly like modern and pioneer, but which a a big part of people not missing standard as much is the fact that you have arena, so like everybody can just like play standard all day any day. That's also true. Um, arena also has ruined standard and paper, which is why I feel like a lot of people might just not want to come. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like I know, people. I know a few people. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say I know a few people that have literally reached out and got their invite moved to Dallas just because they don't want to go. Well, obviously we're on the East coast kind of, or like, you know, Southeast, but, um, a lot of people have tried, have gotten their, their invites switched to Dallas because they don't want to play standard and they don't want to fly to California. Like just cause it costs so much and I get it. Like I get, I get why. And Dallas is drivable for us cause we're in the Southeast, but it's like, yeah, I can also understand the draw of not wanting to go to San Diego. Oh, yeah. It's so expensive. I mean, the biggest downside to San Diego is that Standard, like Vegas said, just sucks. And yeah. has for a while. Like, <laughs> Standard hasn't been in a good, like, in a fun spot in so long. Because, like, yeah. 
a big problem with that is that, like standard used to be fun whenever cards were like good enough and so you like if you played the mirror you had to be better than your opponent now it's really just like who has better cards in their deck like who has the mirror yeah, who draws here. the better cards yeah or like so like the black x mid-range mirrors because that's all standard is right now it's just like hey i played children on turn four did you draw one of yours and if they didn't then they'll probably just lose the game yeah yeah i feel yeah. that so I yeah i genuinely think a lot of people are gonna just like be money said they're gonna send their invites to dallas and they're just gonna be like i don't want to play standard i don't know anything about standard and like you have to realize like People aren't going to, unless they, they're already invested in Arena, people, like, they're, they're going to build a standard deck on Arena, and then they're going to be like, oh, well, shit, I have to build this in Paper 2. It's like, yeah, it, like, you're getting hit from, like, both angles, so, like, you either have to pick, do I want to play on Arena, or do I want to shell out and buy a paper copy that I'll play at one event, and then hopefully do well in that event. So, yeah, um, well, so the, the word thing to the grapevine, too, is that I think, obviously, with the RC being in California, I'm pretty sure California has a bigger standard scene than, like, anywhere else in the nation. Really? So, like, like that's just what I've seen, like, on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, and, like, some people that I still talk to that live out there, because I'm from there originally. But, the um, yeah, like, they, I mean, they still have, like, standard FNMs and stuff out there. Which is like unheard of in the southeast. Right? Oh yeah, that's like yeah. so like can open the ancient yeah, text. Yeah, exactly. It's like bro like blowing the dust off of an old scroll. Yeah. Like yeah. you're just like <laughs> it's like this is this is not real. Uh, I mean that's also true. Like I mean this la this past season, this past RCQ season, like we we had like almost half of the Nashville like area ones um, were all standard. Like and you had like a couple, you had a bunch of people just like buying mono blue tempo because it was like 60 bucks and just like the whole half the room being mono blue tempo because why would you want to spend a bunch of money on one tournament basically you know like yep. true. and it was a good deck like it was a good yeah. deck for 60 dollars yeah yeah, yeah that, i'm pretty sure it was, won like uh... three standard events up here because it was yeah. like oh, yeah. oh my god like everybody's like everybody's like why would i spend a bunch of money and then like i mean yeah it is what it is i mean it just was good and like yeah all of their creatures flu, which automatically makes them better versus the other shitty decks in Standard. True. Like, all of the decks back then are just creature decks, so, like, all the creature decks just die to the creature decks that flies. Yeah, true. Can't block. <laughs> Especially and whenever the creature deck that flies then casts your creature with Nightville Spectre. Yeah, also casting a one-mana 5-5 five five was really good. Uh, yeah. Striped River Wind, or no, it was River Sur I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it was, Striped River Wind is the one with yeah. Cycle. Wait, is it? Right. I thought it was the one... Yeah, Stripe, Stripe Riverwander has cycling and Hexproof. So which oh, one's the... Right. It's the Academy Talarian, Talarian. Talarian something. Terror? Talarian yeah, that's Terror. It. Yeah, Talarian yeah, Terror is the new, uh, the new good yeah. mono blue card. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. And, and there likely what? will be a lot of that deck at the event, just because, I mean, it is literally, like... I, I think it might be sub $100, honestly. It is sub $100. <laughs> Uh, right now online, uh, according to MTG Goldfish, it is $65 to build it. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I mean, so many people are going to have that built just because like everything else is 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Everything that plays children in it is $400. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's like another thing too, though. Like, I think you will see a lot of people like on good decks. That, so like, for, I'll, I'll put it this way. So everybody that didn't go to Atlanta for the RC that is on the West Coast that was, like, the same idea that we're thinking, like, why would we travel all the way to California for an RC? <clears throat> They're going to be thinking the same thing about California as we were thinking, or as they were, like, as we are thinking for this event. So, like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of people on the West Coast. I think this event is actually going to be bigger than we think. And the reason being is because a lot of people that didn't go to Atlanta, except for, like, the true real grinders, will definitely show up to this California event. Yeah, because like, oh, yeah. they're like, it's way cheaper for me to show up to this event than it is that one. That's true. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure there were hundreds of players that didn't show up to Atlanta just because of that. Like, just like half of the people that qualified in California were like, ah, oh, fuck that plane ticket. Yeah, basically. Uh, so let me ask you this. Do you think that the RCQ system should change? Um, because I know up here, I, I think as well as down there for you guys, a lot of times people aren't willing to travel. So, like, 
the RCQs have just basically just come down to like, who wants the invite in top eight, you know, like that's basically what it's been from what I've heard. Most majority of everywhere is like, you get to the top eight and then everybody's like, I don't want to take the invite because I'm not going to go. And they're just like, here, have it. Right. Like, do you think that that should be something that should change? Or do you think that that's like something that's okay? Like, um, I will say that I think that that is just a problem with players in general. Um, because, like, the old system, like, the system before that, you know, the PPTQ slash PTQ into the Pro Tour, it was the same thing. Like, you qualified, you won a PPTQ, and then you had to go to, like, the closest ones, like, where I'm from, you know, like, in Hattiesburg, the closest PTQ that we would have that you could qualify for would be one in Plano, Texas, one in Nashville, and then uh, there were a few that were, like, a couple hours past that. Sometimes there'd be one in Atlanta that you could qualify for. But, like, back then, I think Magic players were a lot more willing to travel. Uh, And I think right now, players, at least in our area in general, just, like, the competitive spark, more or less, has kind of died down from what it used to be. Because, like, like, I used to love it. Like, I would go to a PPTQ, and if I want it, like, I would find whatever... Like, it didn't matter where the PTQ was that I could qualify for. Like, I, I mean, I would just make the drive, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, a lot of people were like that. Like, if they if they made it, they went. If they didn't, then, you know, that was it. Like, you still traveled. Like, you would travel two and a half hours just to play in a PPTQ to hopefully qualify for something that you would then have to drive eight hours away for. Yeah. I feel that. So, so I think it's just a mentality thing. I think it's a mentality thing, but I also think that the view on competitive magic has changed so much in the past, you know, like even like right before COVID, I feel like players kind of were on a downswing after, you know, because they canceled the Pro Tour for a little bit. So that really demotivated a lot of people and they, you know, they were like, well, there's really no point in me grinding anymore if... I don't have that top goal to shoot for, you know? Cause I remember like yeah. I lay in bed sometimes before bed and I do this actually a lot of nights where I just watch old fucking pro tours and SCT you think that's tours. a byproduct of it as well. Like of the, like, because it's not as like televised or like followed as much. You think that that like hinders like the, the competitive thing for people? Oh yeah, definitely yeah. dude. Yeah. That, okay. that, that was one of the biggest reasons that personally that excited me to go to a big event i'm like oh there's a chance i can play on camera like this could be really cool yeah 100 percent. like it's just it's cool to have that and i feel like we don't get as much or any really like live streams of events anymore if we do they're by somebody taking time out of their day and then being kind enough to actually do that for the community and that's really appreciated, yeah. but it just, it doesn't have the production value that it used to back in the day. And like, yeah, no, I yeah. mean, S, like Star City used to run like really good GPs and like it had coverage and like good commentary and stuff. And like, I don't know. I miss those days. Yeah. Like it, I, I think that the fact, like it's a lot more fun to watch old magic too, because like watching the old pro tours and the old Grand Prix, like, I don't know those players, like, they were better. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Well, they cared more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they yeah. cared more. They put the time in. So, like, I will take the it. time to say shout out to Honorog because he is doing God's work for uh, at OnzyDMTG uh, for being the guy that is literally carrying coverage for all these magic events. I mean... The guy is literally doing it to keep it alive, and it's, like, something that a lot of people probably don't even recognize and probably don't even know. Um, I do know this, and I will just briefly touch on it, but, like, he has a GoFundMe constantly active for competitive magic. Uh, So if anybody does hear this and, you know, they're like, I love watching competitive magic or whatever, you can always find it. Just Google it, OnzyDMTG. It's a GoFundMe. He just, like, does it out of his own pocket, essentially. He doesn't really get paid too much for the, doing these events. I know I, I met him at the RC in Atlanta. Um, dude's super cool. He used to stream all the time. He used to play Legacy all the time. That's how I originally knew him. But yeah, Honorog doing God's work. It, dude's awesome. But yeah, so 
Yeah, I know, right? For sure. But yeah, I think we have a very bright future ahead of us. I think uh, as long as the community kind of sticks together and we push for you know what we want, I think eventually we can get back to that spot. Um, I agree. I mean, COVID really hit like them shutting down Magic for six months. Even actually, I think it was like a year. Yeah, Yeah, it was like a full year. Like them shutting down competitive Magic, like that really, that really hurt like a lot of players. Like even the same guys that we used to go to events and they would be like, I used to whenever I would travel to Rockets, there'd be people from Mobile that I knew there, like all the way down in Baton Rouge, and the same thing. Like I would go to like Florida and stuff like that for these tournaments, and now like those same people will show up to some of these and be the ones like B-Money's talking about. They'll pull up, make a top eight, and they'll just be like, hey, let's just split the store credit and whoever wants the invite can have it. I'm not giving. Obviously, they don't say that because that's against the rules. Yeah, yeah. But... I, I would like to yeah. do a prize uh, distribution, please. <laughs> yeah. Prize redistribution is what the uh, so, yeah. the actual term is. Let's I'll roll a dice to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, let's not ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, rock, paper, scissors, I win. Tanner's looking over his shoulders. He's like, what's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Judge. Yeah, so, like, obviously, we have the RC coming up, things like that. Um, as all, obviously, we have the RC coming up and things like that. So, are you guys excited to just, you know, I'm you guys home. have anything else not magic-related that you guys want to do while you're in San Diego? Like, have you ever have you yes, thought about there's anything? there's one thing specifically I want to do while we're there. All of it's, us as a family. No, we're not doing what you're about to say. What? We're not going to TDB or whatever. Why not? Dude, it's delicious. <laughs> we're not going to Texas Day Brazil. No. You can take that and shove it this time. I want KVB uh, to go there. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, that's also fine. We can do that. But we're going to a damn Brazilian steakhouse. I don't care. That's I, fair. All right, you're paying. You can do that. Yeah. Not paying for y'all. <laughs> Unless I win the event. If I win the event, oh yeah, same. Yeah, I'm sending. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, I'm down with that too. Um, but yeah. So let me ask: Is there any cards you guys are super excited about to like brew with and standard, like that you've seen so far? There's a few. I really like the new Vraska. She's just Obnixilis reignited. I think on crack, or maybe yeah, the new Vraska. Like I I think she's great. I think she's awesome. Um. I don't know if Control got many new, like, sweet cards. Minor misstep, like, that card's so bad. Like, yeah. I don't... It's, so the, uh, it's such been, a letdown. Yeah, there's just, been mixed uh, signals on that, though. So, like, I've seen on Twitter where people are saying, like, the card could be is going to be, like, super playable. And I've also seen where people are like, it's going to be, throw it in your in your random crap bulk box because it's never getting touched. I agree with so, that. Like, I've seen yeah. I've seen both sides of the spectrum of people saying like this card's like so good when it hits a ragaband, but like the one thing that I you always think like with counterspell is you if you're ever trying to counterspell something you always want to trade up in mana right so like if you're not trading up then like what's what's the point like and, you and know, the card like you only might does catch something it it literally only does anything when there's a one mana spell on the stack like yeah I I, I just can't get it through my head that that card's good like. Like, I can see it in, like, some sideboard scenarios, like, if you're playing against a bunch of Mox Neighbors or, like, something like that. But then they're just, like, Underworld Breach, dude, again. So it's like, is it really good? No. I would just play out the play Spell Pierce. Spell Pierce is just better. But. Personally, <laughs> I think they should have just reprinted and unbanned Middle Mist, though. No. Let's not do fair that. Enough. Because then it would be, like, yeah, a four of in every deck. <laughs> sure, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. A free... Yeah, no. Free spells are not the best spells, but... I guess um, I, I guess minor misstep can counter like crashing footballs. It can. That's the one. Like that's that's, that's a good application. That, like that's that's it's like okay. I guess you can hit all the cascade decks. Yeah. So like that's super good. Um, I'll tell you the card that I'm super excited about. Uh, I really think that this Nissa is like super good. Oh yeah. I think that yeah. I think the Nissa is just like super cracked. Um, and. I don't know if you live actually play it. I mean, obviously it is like a, it could obviously it's anywhere from five to seven drop, but like, I don't know if it would actually be that playable on standard. It might be. I hope it is because I really a, like the card, but it, it's a five man um, that like it, makes a five, five when it comes in. Right. But I think, I think the first Nissa you cast is super good. 
Yeah. But I think after that, she most likely is going to have to be seven mana. But she does come yeah. in. She does come in with five loyalty if you just pay the three green green and then two Phyrexian, right? Or four Phyrexian. Uh, you know, four life. No, uh, she, she total. No, yeah, you have to pay. She, you it, you have to pay six if you're going to do that. It comes in with two less for each time you paid for Phyrexian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it'll come in with three counters if you uh, just play it on five. On five. I mean, yeah, I think that that's fine. It makes a four uh, four. I think that a... Like it, it, it protects itself pretty well. Yeah. The, yeah that's the oh good yeah. Thing about it. I I think if you play it in like a green black shell where you have some removal, um, and you're not just playing like a mono green creature based deck, I think the card has really good potential because. <laughs> You can kind of trade early on, and then the turn you play a 5-5, five, five, you just start deploying all these 4-4s four, and just protecting her. Oh, yeah. But there's also... Yeah. I could very much... There's also, like, a lot of good Planeswalker removal, too. And, like, the fact that she makes a pretty decent body, like, the turn she comes into play, it just seems solid to me. Yeah, forcing you to kill either her or the creature. It's like... I think that green-black midrange 100% can be a deck. I think so, too. Next, like, in the near future. I think so too. I just don't know if you have enough of like the early support in the deck. Like, he's yeah, are there even any turns. elves? Are there even any el- like mana like turn one mana elves in the format anymore? Oh gosh, um, I don't think so. Right? I don't remember. I don't think there is. But um, yeah, no. I mean, it's just like your early turns are just kind of they're kind of cheeks. Like they're not very good. Um, yeah, for sure. And you don't really have like you don't really have like the days of the old where you could like. You know, play a uh, Sylvan Carry to it on two, and like it'd be an O three uh, that is like you know untouchable blocks, basically. Yeah. yeah, it just blocks forever. Or you don't have um, you don't have the the two mana two one that had hexproof when it was untapped. Like yeah, you don't Paradise really have Road, like, yeah. Yeah, Paradise Road. like you don't have like those like those like really vital like ramp cards that you need to like be able to curve out in the deck like that. So like. I mean, I would be yeah. interested to, to brew with it and see, like, exactly what it looks like. Um, uh, yeah, I think yeah. that that's, uh, I think that's a big reason that green and standard right now is, like... I mean, but... If you go to Goldfish, it's like, let's see, one, two... Like, maybe you don't play, like, a ramp, like, like a rampish style of the deck. I think you might just play, like, the standard, like, early, good black cards, like, cut downs, go for the throw. Uh, you can play Evolve... Yeah, probably, like, a more black than green. Deck. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. you can also play Evolved Sleeper, Tenacious Underdog, Graveyard Trespasser. Like, like I think your or early game in black is okay, but I don't think we have a lot of good like early so game. So here's game. um here's one thought that I think the new set might make the Jund Windgrace deck like the Jund mid range. I think that might get a lot of help from this new set. Yeah, yeah. With like you get the, the edict, Nissa. You get Nissa. You get the edict. You get the Vraska if you really wanted to. I mean, I think the Vraska's good. I think so too. Personally. I think so too. Um, you can play Misery I mean, Shadow. Ooh, yeah. Like you still get to play Tyrannix Rex. Um, we also have Liliana of the Veil. Like, yeah, like that. Yeah. That might be good. Yeah, but like the only thing that I would have an issue with is like the card replacement value that you have in the sets. Like, you don't yeah. really have, like... Like, obviously, Liliana Veil is like, really good by itself. Dude, like, Tenacious Underdog. Throw that shit away. Yeah, by sure. Back. Like, I get that, too. Yeah, I get it, too. Like, but I'm just saying, like, most of the time, you don't... You can't, like, create that raw card advantage, like, when you need it. Um, And that's what kind of sucks. I mean, we but, did get the new yeah. artifact that's very true. in Brothers War that draws you cards. It's the, the two mana one, uh, Transmogrant's Crown, I think. It's two mana. Hold on. Let me yeah. See if I can find it. Yeah, but I like, is, is that better than Bankbuster? Probably not. Yeah, I think that's a different <laughs> deck. Like, I think yeah. that, like, the mid range, like, John mid range, for instance, like, the deck's going to be playing Nissa or playing Tyrannus Rex or uh, Titan of Industry is probably going to be playing, like, Reckon or Bankbuster. That's true. That's true. Obviously, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Dude, we could play Soul Transfer uh, too in that deck. Oof. I think Soul Transfer is like secretly a good. I card. think so too. I think that card goes hard. I don't think we can For play sure. Invoke Despair and Rex in the same deck. So I'm kind of no. 100. Yeah, percent You can. Yeah. What? Damn that shit. Damn it. Yeah. Snap it off. <laughs> Sign it up. I mean, did they give us a new black green dual land? 
that's coming out? I mean, yeah, no. no, no, no. I will say, I don't know so much about like, standard no. brews for me personally, but the only card that I'm particularly excited about, I guess there's two, but I am particularly excited about Venerated Rock Priest uh, for modern purposes, obviously, but I think that card's nuts. I'll tell you what I'm happy about. All right, so since since you obviously venerated Rob Priest, we that's a whole different that's a whole different episode right there. But that's my uh, baby. My favorite, my my I think one of my favorite cards coming out of this set for Pioneer specifically is Traxa. I want to play a Traxa inside of Enigmatic Incarnation so bad. Ooh, that's hot. I think that would be super sick to just like you have like you only play like one or two seven drops, so like one of those seven drops now becomes a Traxa, and you just like. Put a tracks into play. It's a giant seven seven with a bunch of text, and it dr- gives you, you know, potentially five more options to draw cards. I mean, um, I feel like I'm reading a college dissertation whenever I read. <laughs> it's, like, it's like <laughs> it's like your grad your your grad school thesis. Like you're reading it like as you read the card. It's like <laughs> basically nib visit, which is like cool, but yeah, exactly. As the local five color nib visit player, in the, world, yeah. the only one left standing. Speaking, I'm super big on a tracksa. I think so, too. Speaking of Atroxa, sorry to interrupt you there, Tanner. There was a translation on the card where it was reading the card types. It In Spanish, it said, like, batalla, which means yeah. battle. What battle. the yeah. hell are oh, yeah. battle it's, cards? It's on here. Yeah, it's English. So, so they, they haven't released it yet. It's, it's obviously up yeah. yeah, battle is going to be, like, a, a one of the newer sets that's coming out is going to be, uh, battle is going to be a new card type. That is, sure. yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Also, you notice that they didn't put tribal in there. However, Maro, mm. somebody asked Maro about that um, on on Twitter, and he did respond and say that tribal is still its own card. Okay. 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 They just didn't list it for some reason. Probably because uh, they're, assume, they're, they're, they assume they're never printing it again. <laughs> I assume that they just didn't list it because they're probably never putting that on a card again. Yeah, that's fair. Rip Bitter Blossom. Honestly, the best fairy card. Rip Pepper Smoke. Oh my god! Stop the cat. <laughs> this guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm excited where Magic's going. I'm excited where uh, that there's more events popping up, um, like all I over think the place. It's going to make standard probably a little bit fun again for the first time in a while. Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, but yeah, all right. So let me ask you this: uh, RC's? Oh, uh, no, no, you can't do RC. Let's do. Um, all right, let's pick a format. What format? I what mean, format? What format? Everyone's favorite format's modern. Okay, this all right. You have a modern RCQ tomorrow. What are you playing? Infect. You can pick any deck in the format. Infect. Ooh. Oh, I'm, okay, so you're being dead serious. You play Infect. 100%. I okay. Listen, y'all... Look, I know you haven't played Infect in a while, B-Money. And, like, but y'all don't understand. Bro. Torpor Orb? is the truth for all of your bad matchups. It makes everything so much easier. Those beers you drank earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Listen. My dog is down bad right now. Thinking. I mean, let's be real. How can a Solitude beat a Torpor Orb, though? It can't. That's the thing. That's true. If you, so if you cast Torpor like, all right. I play every, like, every Wednesday for the last two months, I've been playing Infect. And, like, one of my buddies plays Blue-White Control. Uh, it's like turn one, play to land, and said go. Turn two, I played an Ink Moth and cast Torpor Orb. And then he just went, well, fuck. Like, yeah, that's fair. They can't get rid of the Ink Moth. It's impossible for Blue White Control to kill Ink Moth Nexus with that in play. That's fair. March. Ooh, got him. Who the fuck played a March? <laughs> Me! Very prismatic. Ooh. It's a not- prismatic ending says non land. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> Counter. All right, Vega. Vega. Yeah. Any any deck in the format, you have an RCQ tomorrow. What are you playing? Uh, I would play blue white, but the version that splashes uh, green and red for Ren and Six, and also so I can play Leyline Binding. Okay. Dope. I like it. Like 100%. What about Uh, you? I, well, (laughs) you know, your boy actually has an RCQ tomorrow. Let's go. I, well, 100% be jamming Amulet Titan. I, I've been playing the deck for several years now, so it's just uh, it's the deck I'm most comfortable with. It's a deck that a lot of people don't see coming because it's not really on top of the meta anymore. 
Um, and it's also a deck that just steals games out of nowhere. It's a combo deck. I think I, I think it's great. So. So you're telling me? I think that Titan's good. I mean. So so you're telling me you're not playing the deck that you innovated, and like no. got a deck fan, <laughs> aka so, uh, money stacks. <laughs> yeah. So truthfully, if yeah. I were to register, if Yorion... cards. If I were to register a list of cards that I genuinely thought could win a tournament, I, because I'm a crazy guy, I would 100% just be playing 95 card money pile and just say, screw it, I don't need a Yorion, the deck's fine. Because I've played it multiple times since it got banned and have won and top aided events with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only other thing is, if, actually, if I, if I had access to any deck by tomorrow, I would definitely probably play some form of uh, grinding station. Like, I, I know the deck's hard to play, and I know the deck is very difficult with all the obscure lines you can do, but I think the deck's raw power level is just way too good. And once you get the deck down, as long as you know the rest of the format, you can just run over a field. Like, I, I just think the deck's too good. I think Underworld Breach is starting to get played in, like, all these random decks now, and there's a reason why. Uh, it's because the card's just good by itself. Yeah, it's like Grits so. of Shadow is playing Underworld Breach. Just yeah, like, like I saw, like I saw, like a, a burn. I saw a burn deck on uh, on Goldfish the other day that had four Underworld Breaches in it. I'm just like, oh my god. Okay, all right. Sick. I guess that's what we're doing now. <laughs> like, so, uh, with that in mind, I mean, do you think that Underworld Breach is likely to get banned soon? I I don't know about soon. I think the only. The only way that it does is if it starts taking over in paper, which it hasn't yet. Like, it has, but it hasn't. Because a lot of people are too scared to pick up the deck. And then a lot of people, like, don't want to pay the money for the deck. Because they haven't reprinted Grinding Station since Grinding Station got printed. So, like, they're, like, 50 bucks now. So, That's I mean, very true. And Modern also is getting, like, out of reach for new players to, like, even come in to play. Like, it's turning into the new Legacy. So, yeah. it's, like... You know, that's that's another reason why I don't think it'll be that relevant. But yeah, I I don't I don't true. see Underworld Breach getting banned anytime soon. Like, uh, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be uh, the, the all the northern guys that keep playing it and keep winning tournaments. Like, it's like yeah, <laughs> it does a lot of fucked up shit, but I don't think it's pushing that threshold of like unhealthy play yet. I think once we start seeing yeah. every deck playing Underworld Breach, or like a majority of the decks, then we need to be like, okay, well, the, this is kind of a problem. I do think yeah. that the I think the Breach players need to like take a lesson from the Dredge players of old, and just like <laughs> play the deck. It's super busted, and then like crush some tournaments for a little while, and then just stop playing it entirely. That way, Wizards doesn't ban anything. Ah, yes. And then in, like, six months, just pick it back up, crush an event, and then stop again. Do you remember when they... The I think that's... Do you remember when they unbanned Troll? Yeah. And, and then rebanned it. The only <laughs> card to be unbanned. And oh, yeah. <laughs> that lasted very long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah B-Money, Mr. Hokak himself, how do you feel about Gokar? Oh, dude, that tournament was great. I don't care what you, you disgust do. me. <laughs> 13, 13 rounds of Hogak mirrors? Oh, Disgusting. Great. <laughs> that's vile that's yeah. a coin flip it was brutal you went to the casino that day oh yeah 100%. yeah i actually uh i actually had a terrible time at that tournament because i was playing infect uh and i just spent the first six rounds playing versus mono red phoenix and, that was uh, actually when we uh, tested we were testing with like travis Wu and jody keith and like uh simon nielsen and all those guys um funny story simon nielsen the guy that won that tournament borrowed like 30 of his 75 from me. Ooh. Oh, uh -huh. nice. uh -huh. Did he, he give you a card? card for me. No, absolutely not. Why? Wow, bro, bro, you throw hands, bro. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm I mean, joking. that was super sick. That guy, that guy went on a stupid run. Like he, he won a tournament. He won a GP in Europe the weekend before that and then came to oh, Vegas and then that. won that GP again. What the like, hell? Really? Yeah, it was yeah. nuts. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I do remember that now that you mentioned that. I forgot yeah. that that guy did that. Yeah, he was, like, crushing for a solid yeah. three months. Yeah, he no, he, like, he top-aided, like, four GPs in the span of, like, two months. Yeah, like, it was nuts. He never was seen again. No, that's uh, not true. It was in the MPO. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so. Yeah, good for him. That's awesome. I'm excited for I'm excited for the, the RC. I think. Uh, yeah, good luck tomorrow, man. It's going to be sweet. Oh, well, the yeah. RCQ tomorrow, yeah. Appreciate that. You got that. Um, we'll see how it goes. 
We'll be posting uh, the the screenshot of B Money winning the tournament tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. that'll be on the Twitter account soon. at Team Metamorph. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, featuring the jersey. Yeah, always, always repping the always, the drill. always. No, alrighty, guys, it's been nice. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, again, good luck tomorrow, B Money, and uh, thank you. I don't know if you have any events tomorrow, Tanner, but if you do, good luck with that as well. And uh, appreciate it. Yeah, guys, thank you so much, and I will see you guys on next week's episode. Uh, we're going to be dropping these every Friday. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned, and we'll keep you guys updated. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you guys have a good night, and we will talk to you guys next week. See you. Later.